Welcome to Digital Marketing Happy Hour, a podcast about marketing technology and life. This is episode 46, Is My Content Marketing Working? And it starts right now. Digital Marketing Happy Hour is brought to you by Last Call. If you don't have time to stay up to date on the latest news affecting the digital marketing landscape, listen to Digital Marketing Happy Hour Last Call for a brief recap on the latest news with commentary so you will stay informed. A new episode drops every Monday on this podcast. For more information, go to araxam.com. That's A-R-A-X-A-M.com. So after a three-week hiatus, we are finally back for happy hour. And what happy hour is complete without a few beverages? Ryan, what are you drinking this week? You know, I'm keeping it local here to uh, to Tampa Bay. The um, brewery locally, one of them, there's actually a lot local, is uh, Copper Tail. And they have a, uh, a tripel called Unholy. And it is uh, it has a little kick to it. I like it. But that is my happy hour beer of choice today. What are you drinking, Chris? Very nice. Well, I'm staying local as well with Angry Chair Brewing here in Tampa. I am drinking Three Little Birds, which is their fruited Berliner Weiss, which is quite good. We have our beverages in hand, so let's get started. He's Chris Casale. I'm Ryan Smith. Thank you for joining us this week on the Digital Marketing Happy Hour. If you're new to the podcast, we welcome you. And of course, if you're a repeat listener, thank you very much. If you continue to find value in this podcast, would you please kindly leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. So in this episode, Ryan and I are going to break down how to analyze your content marketing efforts by doing more than just looking at the vanity metrics, things like the page views that your content is receiving. Your business needs to get people to know your brand, to like your brand, and to trust your brand enough to want to buy from you. And that starts with a significant amount of early stage introduction content. You've heard Ryan and I talk on the podcast before about the importance of delivering the right content to each individual at the right stage in their journey. Well, it all starts at that introductory stage when they're being introduced to your brand. And at that early stage, your content needs to be non-promotional. You don't want to push too hard at this stage because your goal is not to get the, the sale at the very top. Your goal is to continue the conversation. And this is where content marketing comes in. Remember, it's important to know that the connections you make will lead to conversations. The conversations lead to opportunities, and those opportunities will eventually lead to conversions. It's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to move somebody immediately from a connection to a conversion. So that's why we go through this process. We talked a lot about conversations. When we go back to episode 20, how to maximize your LinkedIn social selling with Brind Tillman. While a lot of that did have to do with LinkedIn, I thought at the root of it, it was all about having a conversation. And you want to learn more about that, please go back and listen to that because it's not just about LinkedIn. It really can be applied all across you know, social media. So as Chris just said, connections lead to conversations. Conversations lead to opportunities. 
opportunities lead to conversions. So go back, listen to Brian. She breaks all that down for you. It can be applied across the board. But today we're going to talk about how it applies with content marketing. When you have a conversation about analytics and measurement, it's important to understand what KPIs are and what goals are. A KPI is an acronym, and it means Key Performance Indicator, and goals are what we strive for in analytics. An example of a goal in Google Analytics is when, for example, a user fills out a form on your website and they hit that submit button. Every KPI should be tied to a goal. On this podcast, we stress that goals should only be created in Google Analytics if the goal results in the business getting a phone call, that contact information, or even a conversation started on a chatbot. It's it's either contact information or conversations that get started. There are what might seem like an endless amount of KPIs to track. So a few of the KPIs that you probably are familiar with, here's some examples. Page views your email open rates, CTR, your click-through rates, your bounce rates. There's a ton of them out there. KPIs can deceive and disappoint. So just focusing on KPIs alone might not tell you the whole story. For example, you send out an email blast. Your email click-throughs might have gone down, but the amount of users that clicked your email and filled out a form actually increased. Now, there are a variety of reasons this could have happened. This could have occurred because maybe you purged your email address list for people who have not opened an email from you in the last six months. That'll increase also your open rate, and you might see more success with that. It's important to follow KPIs all the way to conversions. At the end of the day, a true evaluation of your content success is knowing whether or not your content was part of the process that led a user to a goal. That's a great point, Ryan. And that's where this sort of gets interesting, right? Because we talk about the importance of not focusing on vanity metrics. Vanity metrics being things like page views or bounce rate, because the problem with metrics like that is that, number one, they're not calculating your conversion. They're not calculating the thing that's most important to your business eventually. But the other side of it is they can be very, very misleading because if all of a sudden you shared some content that had a ton of page views, you might get real excited about that. But if those page views didn't translate into business for your organization, then what was it really worth, right? If something that you created went viral and everybody was seeing it and sharing it and engaging with it, but not taking that next step, right, to further the conversation with your organization, then how valuable are those page views? However, where that gets important is that as you start to look further down the funnel, particularly at the conversion stage, you want to know what were the content pieces at the very top of the funnel that got them to the the bottom of it. And this is where segmentation is very important. So we say things like, don't look at the page views, but when you get to the conversion rate, maybe see what page views from what source actually drove those individuals. Because you might have a thousand page views as an example, right? Let's use simple numbers here. You might have a thousand page views and 20 goal conversions. But if you notice that those 20 goal conversions all came from one source that only generated maybe 50 page views, right? But the other page views came from other areas. So let's say like some of them came from social media, some of them came from paid ads, 
but the ones that are converting, your notice are coming from the organic search for a specific term that landed them on that page. That's crucial because what that's telling you is that at the very top of the funnel, the introductory content is working brilliantly for that organic search term that eventually leads to those goal conversions at the bottom. So you need to think about the goal conversions that are most important to you so that you can start at the end and look back. If your goal is lead generation, right, generating new leads for your business, then the key performance indicators that you need to be monitoring are your click-through rate and your conversions. If your ultimate goal is sales, some of the KPIs you want to look at are your sales conversion rate and your sales cycle. How long did it take to close a deal, right? Ideally, in a sales cycle, you're shortening that time. You're shortening that decision-making process that individuals go through and converting them sooner. If your content is delivering valuable information, it should be achieving this. And then finally, if your goal is brand awareness, which again, we've talked about that at great length, right? Brand awareness should never be a goal. It's more of an objective. However, if you want to see how well you're achieving that objective, the KPIs that you need to monitor are social shares, how much sharing and engagement is your content getting, and then article views. And again, these are more vanity metrics. These are more at the top of the funnel. However, if you want to see what that brand awareness looks like, those are some of the KPIs you should be looking at. Let's take a step back and look at early stage content and how you properly evaluate its success. Michael Brenner from the Marketing Insider Group recommends measuring these metrics. First and foremost, unbranded search traffic on your website. So what's an example of something that's unbranded? Let's say you are a Home Depot or a Lowe's, right? A branded would be somebody looking for the Home Depot. An unbranded would be somebody looking for plywood a dealership near me. It could be something looking for a lawn and gardening, bathroom remodeling, anything that it could come up with. And, and especially when you're talking about those types of stores, there's so many different areas that they could populate for. But it's basically people who are looking for kind of a product or a service, but it's not your brand, right? It's not somebody specifically looking for a Coca-Cola, right? That would be a brand. So I just want to clarify that. Seems obvious, but every once in a while you get somebody who might not be that familiar. So you want to look at your unbranded search traffic on your website. How many of your early stage prospects find your company website? Looking at search traffic from brand terms versus unbranded search terms. If you're like most brands, you promote too much on your website and need to build a brand publishing capability. If you write more about the trends in your industry, you will not only be seen as an authority, you will attract more unbranded search traffic. And I think that's big there about the unbranded especially if you're starting off, but you don't even have to be a brand new company. People are looking for solutions more than they're looking for the brand itself. And if you can create content that is problem solving, they will become familiar with you. A lot of this happens at the early stage, high level content creation. Now it's a very competitive field. So you're not just gonna break away after writing a month's worth of blog posts that are, are high level. It's like a marathon. You have to be consistent and you have to manage expectations and go for the long haul, but you will see results. And one of the ways to measure, are you breaking through is you're driving organic traffic of unbranded search, not your brand unbranded. One way to look at this too, especially for local businesses is looking at Google, my business insights. 
and that will provide analytics of your unbranded search traffic. Google has really invested over the last couple of years, probably the last two years, maybe even up to three years now, in Google My Business, especially in the analytics side of things. And in 2021, they really started to get a little bit more detailed on some of the information that you can get from it. So go check that out. If you're not doing it already, make it something that you look at at the very minimum on a monthly basis, but you should be looking at it a, a few times a month. And a lot of times, and I come from, from the belief, you should not just do organic or you should not just do paid. I, I, I think if you have a good balance uh, of a, your marketing mix, mix that includes both, I think that's part of a sound strategy. But one way to evaluate your organic traffic is just that's how many page views you're getting and how much traffic it's driving. But also at the same time, what is the cost of organic? Include your social website traffic first you're paid. So we try to take the value of what your organic is. Some of the best ways to do it is to find out, okay, what's, what keywords are driving? What are the search phrases that are driving traffic to your website? And then what you want to do is evaluate that in a Google ads. What is a cost per click of those same words? So if we were to advertise them through Google ads, how much would we have to pay to get that those same traffic? And what you can find out is, you basically take your visits from organic search, you multiply that what the going rate, the CPC is, cost per click for those keywords, and now you have found out what your SEO traffic value is. And it's really important, especially if you're doing paid campaigns. Some people do paid search keywords for the same keywords they're trying to do and optimize for organically. Not that there's anything wrong with that, especially if you have very low organic visibility, but over time, what you probably can start doing as you're getting more organic traffic for those search terms is actually you can sort of bring down how much you're spending in PPC if you're getting a lot of great organic reach on those. Again, this is a long-term play. If you're just starting off for the next year, don't even worry about that for the most part. But really evaluate your organic search. And this is important. Also, if you are spending money on a third-party agency, you want to be able to see you know, what value because you're spending money with them. So what kind of value are you getting in return? So it's important to identify your SEO traffic value. And then while advertising landing pages are built to deliver on the advertising message, it's important to measure the bounce rate of these pages and the amount of organic search or social traffic these pages receive. Consider building a content marketing experience to serve as the landing page for your advertising. This of course will deliver free search and social traffic on top of your paid ad traffic. But one clarification when it comes to bounce rate, that I think is important. I think bounce rate is a KPI that you should look at. It is not something that you should measure success at at all. It is again, just an indicator. Think of it like a signal. So when you have landing pages and let's say you're driving organic traffic to that and you're driving your social media organic traffic to it non-paid you want to measure the bounce but if you have a high bounce rate here's a couple of things you need to look at it might not be the page that's bad it could be the audience that you're driving to it is not ready to submit their contact information i mean that's what a landing page is going to be right you're going to collect some form of information from them whether it's their name address email address phone number or it's even a purchase something along those lines. If you're sending traffic, you have a high bounce rate, I would reevaluate two things. Reevaluate the audience that's coming to your site and also 
reevaluate the page as well, because maybe you do have the right audience, but your messaging on the page that isn't right to meet the needs of that audience. So there's a lot of different things that you have to evaluate and just looking at bounce rate saying, oh, throw your hands up. It's not working. This isn't right. You can't do that, especially in the marketing world, reevaluating, making tweaks, making adjustments when needed, but only do one at a time. So you can tell what is it that worked. If you do five adjustments at the same time, you're really not going to know what it is. If you adjust the landing page and you change your audience, you're not going to know, was it the changes I made to the page or is it because the audience we went after is slightly different? So again, a couple of things when we're going through and you're measuring analytics with organic traffic to your paid traffic, it's important to look at these different KPIs, but don't hung your hat on one specific KPI. At the end of the day, we want to get goals. And in the marketing world, your goal is to get some sort of contact information from them. In a sales world, if you have e-commerce, then obviously your goal there is for them to make a purchase from you on your website. Yeah, that's very important because in the perfect world, in the ideal setting, if you were to look at traffic on any given page or on your website in general, you would see a pie split into perfect thirds. And that would be a split among the owned, earned, and paid media. So in a perfect setting, you would you would log in and you would look at one third of all of your traffic coming from the organic search world, one third of your traffic coming from your paid marketing budgets, and one third coming from sort of your earned sources, which would be things like social media, they would be referrals, things of that nature. Of the thousands and thousands of websites that I have looked at analytics for, I have only ever seen it come close to that perfect third model one time. It's very, very rare because the reality of it is, is that when you're first getting off the ground, you don't have any organic traffic. So the majority of your traffic is very likely coming from that uh, paid bucket, right? And that's why we say paid is the sprint, whereas SEO is the marathon. And you need to be doing both. But the idea is that over time, as you're producing more content marketing and you're getting the SEO value of that and you're appearing in searches for relevant terms, that organic traffic is going to increase and that will lower the amount of traffic that's coming in, or at least from the pie perspective or, or the percentage split of traffic coming from the paid world. And then over time, you should be getting traction from the social media outlets as well as you know earned media where individuals are sharing your content, they're linking to your content. And so that takes time to build up. But in the perfect world, that's sort of the mix that you have. It's kind of interesting. A couple months ago, I saw a posting on LinkedIn, and I can't remember the name of the company, but it was sort of this, you know, braggadocious, like this company cut all of their paid uh, advertising, they cut all of their marketing was the way it was worded. They cut all of their marketing, and yet they still did a ton of sales because they were getting organic traction, right? Mm -hmm. The reason that is so categorically wrong to me is that search engine marketing is marketing. They cut their paid budget. That's not the same thing. But that's the goal for most businesses. You start out by using direct spend to buy ads to bring people into the website. But the content marketing in time should overtake that and lower your cost required in any sort of a paid budget. And that's why, Ryan, as Ryan pointed out, goals are so critical here because it's not about that sort of vanity metric top of the funnel, are they landing on your webpage? Yes, they have to land on your webpage in order to convert, right? So we need to know what those segments look like. But at the end of it all, we need to be looking at that final conversion, that goal. And that's why knowing what goals you're tracking 
and then segmenting at the top to understand which sources are driving the most individuals that end up inevitably converting, that's where you need to be spending your time. And from a content marketing perspective, this is perfect because different content pieces will have different conversion rates. So when you see certain types of content doing a better job pushing individuals all the way down the funnel to eventually converting, that's how you know where you should be focusing your time and energy in developing new content. No, I think that's it's a great, if I had one takeaway from this is aligning expectations. So with your metrics. So kind of going back, one of those things is if you're trying to look at lead gen, then bounce rate might be a KPI to look at. Because if you're driving traffic to a landing page, nobody's filling it out and they're bouncing. Okay. Either, as I said before, the messaging is wrong, the audience is wrong, or there's something on the landing page that's wrong. Maybe your CTA is not visible enough. Maybe you have to do some color changes, change up the user experience a little bit, something along those lines. I think that's a bounce rate is an acceptable KPI. If you're looking for measuring brand awareness, bounce rate is not one to look at. Don't even put that on your radar because your brand awareness is how many people are viewing you? How many people are reading your content? Is it page views? Is it through social media shares? I'm not big at all in impressions, but if you want to see, are we getting our message out there? Are we getting eyeballs on our brand? Then those would be KPIs to look at. And in that case, bounce rate is not something that you should should look at. And bounce rate for a lot of marketers, I don't say this, especially some of the old school ones who maybe didn't start off in the digital, they started off more in the, the TV world and the radio world still have a tough time understanding that bounce rate is not the end all be all. Some of the newer marketers are coming up, still kind of look at that and they're not sure how to evaluate that. So that's why I'm bringing that one back up again, because I still think it sticks with a lot of people because they don't understand that bounce rate really has to do with it's the context of whatever your page is about. And so align your KPIs with your goals. That would be the biggest takeaway with your content marketing. And I got have patience with everything that you're doing with organic, it just takes time. Yeah, I would agree with that. Focus on the end and then look back up to the top of the funnel. Take a look at those goals and where the conversions happen, but then look back up to the top of the funnel to determine what sources generated the traffic that eventually converted for you. And that will give you a really strong sense of where you should be spending your time and energy. And it's not a hard formula, but to Ryan's point, it takes patience because a lot of the content that you're putting out there, we always say content in general, SEO is a six to nine month strategy, which means if you're producing a piece of content today, unless you already have a massive following, it will take you six to nine months before you start to see the benefit of any content that you're producing today. And if you stop producing content within that time frame, you're going to have it's going to be that much longer before you can sort of get restarted and get moving. And that's why you've got to stay focused. You've got to keep producing even when you're not seeing the results right away, because they will all of a sudden catch up to you. And now you'll have a ton of content to kind of support that. And then you can hone it over time based on what you're seeing on the conversion side of things. Well, obviously, there's a lot that goes into content marketing and analytics, and, and we just scratched the surface. But these were areas that we've heard from you that you wanted a little bit more understanding about. So we hope that clarifies a lot, but it wouldn't be a digital marketing happy hour. It's not all shop we talk about. So Chris, anything going on with you? What are you watching, listening to? 
I am actually reading this week a fantastic book called On the Brink by Andy Simon, and it's such a fascinating subject to me. She is an anthropologist, and uh, she coined this phrase of corporate anthropology. Typically, you know, the field of anthropology is broken down into sort of the biological, the cultural, the archaeology, and then linguistics, right? But she created this concept of corporate anthropology, which I think is basically looking at businesses and the way they interact with their customers from a cultural standpoint. What is it that customers need? And the book is sort of some background on this, but some case studies of businesses that she worked with that were able to sort of revitalize their industry by listening to the voice of their customers and listening to their employees who were on the ground level working with customers. And these were brands that were facing some serious adversity, either, you know, the industry had been upended or they were having some internal problems and, you know, getting people sort of on the bus moving in in the right direction. And, you know, by spending some time and looking at it through that lens of corporate anthropology and that voice of the customer, they were able to turn these brands around big time. And I think it's sort of timely to the subject we're talking about too, because essentially that's what we're saying, right? Listen to your customers. They will tell you in the way that they're searching and behaving on your site. So it's a short book, but it's a fantastic book for anybody interested. It's On the Brink by Andy Simon. What about you, Ryan? What are you watching or listening to these days? You know, a couple of things. I think the sports world, I just, I love March Madness and so happy that it is back this year. And it's really, I think we're getting a, a benefit, almost like rewarded because we missed last year that my bracket was, I do it every year, it was busted after the first round, but it was so exciting at the same time. So that's part of what makes it so great in college hoops is that, you know, the best team doesn't always win, but the team that plays the best does win. And I think you can use that in life outside of just the sports world uh, about that with organizations and so forth. So watching March Madness, I think has just been absolute joy. And then the other thing I, I picked up, which was on, uh, is on Disney plus I started watching the, uh, the Falcon and the winter soldier, which it's part of the, the Marvel comics in you know, I, I kind of like it. I'm a little bit intrigued by it, but the one thing I noticed right off the bat is the the CGI and production uh, value of this TV series is is almost like a feature film. What they're putting into it, so Disney is by far uh, not sparing any expense, at least in that department. Now, storylines, you could even go, ah, it's okay, it's this and that, but I think just from a production quality, it's uh, it, it's really good. So couple episodes in but uh i'm intrigued and as always usually these things get better as they go along anyway but so far it's good it's not great but it's been good up to this point well we would like to hear from you as always if you heard something you like better yet even if you heard something you disagreed with let us know we'd love to get your feedback send us an email just email us at podcast at araxum.com that's podcast at a-r-a-x-a-m Also, hit us up on social media. You can find me on LinkedIn. Just do a search for Ryan Smith Marketing. If you just do Ryan Smith, there's going to be a million of us out there. Or you could even do a LinkedIn search for Araxum, and you'll find Chris and I both there. If you're on Twitter or Instagram, my handle, Ryan Smith, F-L-A, that's R-Y-A-N-S-M-I-T-H-F-L-A. And on Twitter, you can find me under Real Chris Casale. That's R E A L C H R I S C A S A L E. But as Ryan mentioned, LinkedIn is the best way to get a hold of me. And you can find me under my name, Chris Casale, but you can also find me under Araxum or, of course, Digital Marketing Happy Hour. 
And please reach out. We love to hear from you. The topic for this very podcast came from a conversation Ryan and I had recently with a CEO who was adamant that content marketing doesn't work and he absolutely needs a paid budget. So we love to have these conversations and we'd love to produce some more content based on the questions that you all have. So if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, now on Audible or whatever platform you choose to listen to this podcast. We hope it will enlighten your day. After all, it is our mom's favorite podcast. And on that note, everyone have a great week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Digital Marketing Happy Hour. This week's episode is brought to you by Araxum.com, your digital resource for marketing and technology. Visit Araxum at A-R-A-X-A-M.com. The music intro you heard is called Pure Adrenaline by Eddie off the album Too Damn Loud. You can learn more at CactusSlimRecords.com. The music used for closing credits is a song called In My Pocket by Jazzer. You can find it on their album Message. Learn more at betterwithmusic.com. Thank you for listening.